everybody and welcome to another episode of the bot pod i'm joined by writer for the daily show and creator of who made the potato salad x mayo how are you hi how's your day good had a meeting at the crumbs and coffee Mm -hmm. place um that was good yeah no i woke up i'm alive yeah you're alive (laughs) i woke up i'm not a ghost uh and you know it's always good to find out it's fine (laughs) it's good to find out when your friend is not a ghost yes 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 yes, yes. um yeah, no, it was good. I slept really well. I've been like tossing and turning like all week, have not been getting a good amount of sleep, which is like wild because I was I've been getting like good sleep. And then it's just been a lot on my mind. So it's, I haven't been getting good sleep. But last night I had like a really good meal and I slept. So Ugh, I that's the best when yes. you feel full and you're like, I just I'm going to sleep this off. Yeah. I'm not going to walk it off. I'm going to sleep no, it no, off. No, 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 no. We're going to sleep it off. Yeah. Um. So crumbs and coffee is not that far away, but. What were you listening to on your way here? Oh, I listened to Kendrick. Uh, Kendrick Lamar is my favorite artist ever. Really? Um, and so I listen to him every day at some point, even if I'm listening to like Yolanda Adams and like Marvin Sapp never would have made it. Uh, eventually, <laughs> I'm going to be <laughs> listening to like, I woke up this morning with my dick on hard. Like I'm <laughs> literally like West Side Ride on Time is one of my favorite songs by him and it has Young Jeezy on it. It's like that. Yeah. So I love yeah Kendrick Lamar is like my favorite artist ever. You feel like is it kind of like just um, maybe not brushing your teeth is the is the best example for this, but just something that like through the course of the day it is routine and you have to listen to a Kendrick song otherwise yeah. the day will feel off. You know it's so crazy. It's not even like it, it doesn't it doesn't even go in my brain like okay Kendrick time listen to Kendrick mm-hmm. music is just like it has to like. I'm like, okay, and now we're on to this and we're on to, like, I have to, he just always comes in to play at some point. Like, I love, love his music. You love Kendrick. What, uh, do you remember the first song by him that you heard? Yes, I remember it was, um, it was 2009 and I was in, um, because I'm from LA and so I was in my favorite cars, best cars, 89 Toyota Cressida, made a metal fuck with her like there are few people who've hit me and their cars are totals thank you Whoa. Um, and I had bomb ass beat I had like subs like I really cared about my beat and like I love good sound system like I'm not a real techie person when it comes to sound like that shit has to be right and I remember when I first heard Alien Girl um, is that off section 80 or no is that that's in- um, overly dedicated Okay, and uh, I was just like um, oh no, it wasn't Alien Girl because Alien Girl, I think, yeah, no, it was two thousand. Mm-hmm, it was Alien Girl, and I first heard that, and I was just like, whoa. And it was just the cadence, like she looked better than B. I say Alicia Key. I was like, who? What the fuck? Yeah, and I I'm was like, like <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, but but oh eight, I heard his song, but it didn't hit. It didn't hit for. I was like, oh, this is a nice like song, and that was. Um, uh, uh, the spiteful chant like too many niggas not enough hoes and uh, I was like okay and you know what's wild is that <laughs> my homeboy Keen he uh, him and I worked at TSA together and this was uh, 2010 and he would be talking about like y'all man my dogs man my homie schoolboy Q man he a rapper man he gonna do we used to be wow. like okay cause it's LA like nigga everybody's a rapper and then like <laughs> cut to like four years later uh, I see schoolboy Q on a um, interview with uh, Big Boy in the Morning in LA and then he starts like clowning uh, th- he was like yeah man it's light skin nigga over here and it cuts too and it's Hakeem sitting over there and like he's like their tour manager oh my now. god and it's like wow but he was also like in their videos in the back with like the biggest pro club YT like those are like his friends um, you get but excited it is wild. when yeah. you see the videos and you're like that's my friend I'm like yeah Keem but he's like the most down to earth like realist nigga he don't give a fuck like Yes, he's happy for them and mm-hmm. their success, but he's their friends. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, it's like they're really, really tight. So it's he's doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, I think that's the best thing about kind of becoming, you know, a famous celebrity, whether it's a musician or an actor or whatever, mm-hmm. because you can kind of just like hire your friends to 
work for you or just like be around you and like that keeps you grounded too as an artist yeah and you just like you always feel like you're home because you have that sort of like home base yeah. with you um so i i'm from queens i i knew you were from la before i even met you i was like i looked at her i was like she's from california i just Stop. know it yeah you have a california okay. vibe yeah yes. I California knew it. girls, yes. And I was, undeniable. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That's and would you say that that is the Katie song Perry, that defines no, you? No, <laughs> Katy Perry. Oh, I, I heard it here first. Katy Perry, Listen, California girls. Okay, that's X. absolutely not. You can take that, strike that from the record, Genevieve. We need an edit. Hello, let's get editing in here. No, no, no. No, yeah, her we and that damn burger. Oh my god. I don't. I don't it's, even know what that means, but I honestly do not she know was what at the, the Met in a oh, burger. Oh yes, okay, I did know, and I suppressed it from my memory, and now I, now I. <laughs> Yes. I don't like her. I, we, we can talk about not liking her later. <laughs> she's, but. she's fine. I mean, I, I remember when uh, Roar came out, I was just like, whoa. Roar was like her. I really want to still talk about Kendrick, but yeah. I. But, but, well, we, I could talk, we could go into but, Katie for a second. Okay, yeah. look. Katie did have a good run. She had a good run. She had a good run. She had like a bad run, then she had a good run again. And then and she like. Came in, she was like, take me. To, to take. I yeah. was like, okay, we're, we're okay. I don't like the electro song she does. I don't believe in her voice. And <laughs> I don't believe in her voice. Wait, I don't believe in her voice. I, I don't, don't. I don't believe in her voice. And I don't she can come that talk to me about that. I, she thinks, she, Alana thinks she's mute. I think she's me. I don't think I think her voice is computer generated entirely. <laughs> I don't believe in it. And I think like the moment she can have like a really great career, but it's just sometimes like there are celebrities you want to hear from because you know they're gonna be insightful and you know maybe you don't know and then they prove you wrong. But she has never proved me wrong. Right. Like she always says something that's like off base, you know. I think for me, the most disrespectful thing is for her to bring out Missy Elliott during her performance and not leave the stage. And that's think, for anybody. And I think if you bring out Missy, you know that your performance is done. Yeah, you're over. You don't God share bless. a stage Goodbye. with somebody like yeah, that. Yeah, I just didn't like. And she had these fucking like canopy beds bouncing around. I don't know what the fuck she is. She always has some weird like a house plant. Yeah, like a goddamn like FICA just <laughs> running around. A literal FICA. Put the score. FICA away. Yeah, put the FICA away. <laughs> Like that's yeah. not that has no place on a stage. Yes, maybe you know shame on her uh, mm -hmm. stage team for letting yes. that slide. Yes, but it yeah I just don't think that she ever does anything that um, is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the portion of where we rag on Katy Perry. Yeah, on the and that's the yeah. meanest I'll ever be probably. <laughs> But okay, so I am. You're from LA. I'm mm -hmm. from Queens. Mm -hmm. I grew up in a part of Queens where driving was a normal thing. Right. Um, and some people from so New York Forest City, Hills, Fresh Meadows, Fresh which Meadows. is like ten minutes from yeah. Forest Hills. Um, so driving to me, and I didn't. I never knew how to ride a bike when I was younger. Like driving was my um, my like savior. It gave me alone time. It gave me space. It gave me quiet. I could play like all the music I wanted. My car was like just like a haven for me. Mm -hmm. um, and it would sort of like, I guess, depending on the time of day I was driving, but I would like make a playlist that would go with the time of day, my mood. But, you know, being so into your car and like the sound system, did you ever like take that into consideration when you were driving and like what music you would be listening to? Yeah, definitely. Like before work, because uh, I always had like different jobs that had nothing to do with entertainment that like I fucking hated. So it was like, okay, I need to listen to some shit that like gets me going. Um, so usually like uh, top of the morning, like I need to like get hyped. And so I would always listen like to Tupac um going on my way to work or like some type of like really west coast i'm mexican and so like the whole like oldies like 50s blues um motown and really like west coast like funk mm -hmm. i love p-funk i love like battle cat i love like um i love sugar free uh dj quick is like before kendrick was like my most favorite rapper he's still up there because he's really a musician like he plays like almost every instrument that you hear oh he goodness. doesn't just press buttons mm -hmm. um and he's like fucking incredible um but yeah like definitely if i'm come leaving an event or like i'm riding home and like we're riding home like i love 90s r&b music for that or i love like some like 
it had to be like on some like alien girl Kendrick, like the way that that beat like rode. And mm-hmm. then I always would pull up to my house and then I would sit there listening to music for like another hour and then go in the house. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Sometimes I would just like circle blocks before yeah. just to like, I don't know. I, I don't know what your relationship is like with, you know, your family or anything. But for mm-hmm. me, like I. Oh, I hate them. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So I don't hate my family, but no, it was like I love. No, we love. It's, it's it could be stressful, you know, to go yeah. back to well, your especially home. Especially like like when you like first start driving at like sixteen, seventeen. Well, for like anybody that doesn't live in New York, it's like you start driving like fifteen, sixteen. It's just kind of like yeah, it's like you're fucking insane. You're mm-hmm. sixteen. You think you know everything. You don't know shit. Yeah. And you're like, I'm right. They're wrong. And you like want power, but then like your hormones are going crazy, and then you mm-hmm. just got titties. Yeah. You know, like when I got them done. Well. If you're well, a Kardashian, it, but if you, your if, body gave them your to bo- you. Yeah. My body gave me mm-hmm. titties. Um, <laughs> Mine and too. they just popped and I was just like, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's what happened. They just like literally <laughs> just, popped out and, and I you was say, like, ow. ow. And then you're like, okay, well I have these now. Yeah. And, and um, guys, that's the female anatomy. Yeah. And that's, that's how our bodies work. You can work. drop out of school and <laughs> just listen to this podcast. Yes, for that's it. Education on all subjects. Truly. Yeah. From Katy Perry to titties. <laughs> yeah. Like, we give you it all. Well, that might have to be the title. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, yeah, so I really, 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 really love oldies. Like, that takes me back to, like, like being raised by my, my family and, like, uh, Mexicans, like, love oldies. And my family loved, like, Confunction. My family loved, like, Donny Hathaway. My family, like, so I just grew up, like, on that. And so, especially, like, the Shylights, uh, like, the DeBarges, like, everybody, Mary Wilson, like, so those type of things, like, now I really listen too heavily because it, like, takes me back home. Mm-hmm. But, like, being raised off that music, like, I was blessed to be raised around, like, such a, like, wide range of, like, really good music. Yeah, I think uh, what is uh, maybe shameful about my childhood, or not shameful, but just, like, disappointing, is that my parents didn't really have... Like a, they didn't leave room for a large music presence. Um, they listened to like Roy Orbison and Sade and, um, you know, artists like that. But it wasn't like music is a big part of our lives and we're going to mm. introduce you to music. Like I kind of had to find it all on my own. So my first introduction was pop top 40 and I had to go from there, you know, all other areas and old older music to me was like something I associated with my parents who I felt were very out of touch but then it wasn't until I got older that I was like oh this Otis Redding song actually does really pump me up and I'm gonna listen yeah. to this in the morning yeah and it, it's like yeah I feel I mean I'm happy because I know that if I ever have kids I, I'm gonna make that a big part of their upbringing but it is like I wish I was introduced to music earlier and so I guess like how did music come into play in your childhood was it played at like big family events or like was it just always on in the background yeah it's always there's a thing like within like the black and hispanic community like there is a certain playlist that you hear and you know it's time to clean um saturdays was always time to clean so as soon as i heard elvis crespo it's like okay it get your ass up it's time to fucking clean and my mom like there's so many chemicals in my body she would just throw bleach on the fucking walls like and she boils fabuloso like that's a very trick and she lets it like permeate through the entire house like all day and it's like no it's time to clean and then Sundays it was uh, gospel music blaring loud top of the morning get up Mm -hmm. Um, and and more bleach Um, (laughs) great great and And always accompanied by bleach yeah Yeah. (laughs) Um, yeah and then like during the week like it was very big like I loved uh, Big Boy Big Boy is a huge part of my upbringing that uh, radio station and so I will always listen to it because uh, he had this thing called Tito's Top 4 at 4 mm-hmm. and there was this uh, Latino dude who would do like this very hard like um, Hispanic accent and he would so- say what his top 4 was and I would always want to get what they are so that I can call in to win tickets Yeah. so that was like a very big thing because he would be like song number 1 on Tito's Top 4 at 4 and it was just a bit that he would do and Big Boy is so funny and so great and so so, like, yeah, so, like, music, like, and it was, like, the latest hits, like, going on our way. But if we're in a car, music is playing. If we're in the house, music is playing. Um, I would say, like, really, like, um, funk and oldies were played at every party. 
and we don't need an excuse to have a party. It's like, girl, I pay my rent. It's a party. Like my yeah. BS, like, okay, well, I'm cooking. I'm coming over. It's a fucking party. Oh my God, I would fit in pretty well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I don't want to be presumptuous, but like that is how oh, my yeah. mind works. You know? know. And they, like, the party, we're Mexican, so the party is still going on. Yeah. <laughs> right You're now. Like, I'm back in New York. They're still <laughs> They're partying. They're still partying, yeah. I love that. That makes me so happy. I think, yeah, it, I mean, parties are the best place to experience well you know that's not true because i think that sometimes there's music that could be best experienced just like being quiet in a room Mm -hmm. but like i think partying is a nice way to get other people to listen to the music that you want them to listen to Mm -hmm. um so that's why i like throwing parties but it's uh, my my family wasn't like big on that like i don't have a large family at all and my family is very disconnected Mm. from each other so like that's something that i find really like hospitable and like welcoming about other cultures is like the emphasis there is on family values and I feel like if I don't know maybe because of that there is also less of an emphasis on music because there's not really a a large-scale reason to play music in the house like for my family it was always the tv and so Mm. tv was like a big thing growing up and obviously like I want to work in it one day but or I did work in it but it music has always been this thing that's like kind of elusive, but it's also, it's everywhere. So it's like, how can it be mysterious if it's everywhere? Right. Um, but as far as like radio DJs, I, so I grew up on Z100 mm-hmm. here and I hated the radio DJs. I hated them. I still hate radio DJs. Like I feel a weird attachment to them because I'm like, these are the voices that I've heard for so long. But tell me more about, I guess, Big Boy. Do you think like, I mean, you're not in LA now, but mm-hmm. did you notice like, kind of a growth or development throughout his his career as a dj yeah also too like he grew he grew because he like literally took care of his health his name was big boy because he was huge he was like maybe four to five hundred pounds and like we knew big boy to literally be big have this big larger than life personality his voice is so like distinct like you know that if i hear that i'm like oh that's big boy like big boy's in here like even if he his whisper like his voice is like so dynamic but he lost he was one of the first uh people that i had heard like on like a famous celebrity scale that did the gastric bypass surgery Mm -hmm. and it was like also I realized like how fucked up I was because I was like I don't like that you're not fat like you should be fat I like you big and you're big boy so now what are you small boy yeah you know (laughs) because we had the MLK parade every year and like I was one of like um I would be out there with like the comedy clown dancers and we would just be acting. Oh my God, there's videos of me crumping. It's, and I have paid, I was like, you will never. Well, once these- we get a Patreon um, <laughs> and people pay a little bit, no, no, we're going to have no. to get our hands on that video. I yeah. used to be crump, clown, bring it on down. And then we'd be at the forum in Inglewood, like battle zone. I was like, you want to battle with me? And I remember like everybody used to be in love with Screamer, Screamer the Clown, because literally when he comes out, women scream like we lost our fucking minds because he's, they're- he's so fine. He's still fine. I'm sorry, the, the clown? Yeah, his name is Screamer. Does he look like a like does he have clown makeup on? when he comes out well that's the thing their whole face isn't covered like it's just like some portion of paint but like the way that like like he used to do like the stripper dance the way that he would like wind his body and he had like a grown man's body like in high school and his teeth is perfect his lips are like he like literally would make like we would go crazy it would be like screamer like "Ah!" Like, (laughs) literally rage like that sounds like a clown that i could you know get behind but you know like <laughs> not, not not in okay like if the clowns really like no no, no, no. Seas, i do not like, fuck with clowns i don't like them i'm yeah. horrified but if like the faces you yeah, know they, their whole face wouldn't be covered they would do like a whole thing and like he was like ta- like he could dance so i remember like that it was like oh my god screamer and then bop oh my god everybody oh my god everybody was like trying to be with bob fuck bop was fucking everything oh my god um <laughs> And I don't mean he was everything like, oh, my God, he's everything. No, he was fucking like, everybody. He was having sex with everyone. Um, wow. Yes. Um, and that, that makes me bitter because, like, <laughs> you know, I'm just out here existing with my own face and my you own, you know. You gotta get some makeup, Alana. You I gotta get I, a little. On, this is unrelated, but last year at a Halloween party, there was a girl in full Pennywise uh, makeup. Get her out. Yeah. Uh, and I tried and I tried no you and need to go I need who's the no I would I don't know who that's it was. you need to exercise your white privilege and say oh, I need to speak to the manager full disclosure I, I did to- cry at this party <laughs> <laughs> I cried at the party um because I am so terrified of clowns and my best friend I have of a clown 15 story. years mm-hmm. we're gonna trade clown stories yeah 
of 15 years wanted me to face my fears. So she is trying to put me in situations where I have to actually look at the clown. And I didn't know Pennywise was right behind me. And I turned and Pennywise, I was face to face with them. Mm -hmm. And I cried and ran into my friend's room. And um, yes, I was 28 years old. uh, And it was a a formative. Pennywise, not wise. No. And you know what? She didn't even know my friend who was throwing the party. And I was like, the audacity of that. First of all, we got to get this friend in here. Yeah, we do. We do. She'll, we, she'll be we, and we She's not just, a comedy person. And we got to discuss that title of friend. You yeah. don't fucking throw me in what? Well, you know, in it's Satan's den, <laughs> which that was. No, I so I was at uh, the fair and I do not fuck with clowns and I don't fuck with scary shit. Mm-hmm. The hardest I go is Disneyland mm-hmm. during Halloween. Oh, my I God. see Jafar, you know. Ursula, yeah Jafar yeah just just a nigga with a goatee is enough to scare me okay and uh Ursula um um uh, one of them uh dwarfs mm-hmm. and we out you know and that's it that's, you don't need anything scary so I was at the fair and it was like during like a Halloween time like theme and this dude kept coming at me and I was like stop coming at me like I'm not joking I get that you're doing your bit but stop he wouldn't stop and you know how you have like the big thing that you get like if you go to Knott's Bay Farm or if you go to Six Flags you get the Six Flags cup my shit was I just filled it with soda I like pulled it back like I pulled it back like this and I <gasps> rammed him in his fucking face I said get the fuck away from me and did he yes he yeah, was he like better. you're gonna get kicked out of here you're gonna get kicked out of here. i said you ain't gonna do shit and i was with all my homies it was like she told you yeah i literally because it was like i get that's your bit i get that you're trying to scare and i was like stop like mm-hmm. i'm not joking it was just like yeah they don't they don't have like especially people who are hired to do that they don't have like the frame of uh reference or whatever that like someone doesn't want to see that and like this happened to me on hollywood boulevard i was like hugged by one of the jason x impersonators no and and, and I kept repeating, like, I don't like this. I don't like this. And he kept com- coming closer to me. And it w- Did we just meet too, Jason X? He got me too. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Hashtag I also. Listen, mm-hmm. you, you don't you're do done. that. You're, you're done. done. Jason X. Time's you're up. Done. <laughs> you're done, Jason X. <laughs> you got to get out. Yeah, you got to get out. What, what did I fucking say? Alana, you got to carry around a water bottle with you. I do. That you and can I do. hold like this, like a purse. That's is, how I had I'm it. I'm holding one right now. Yeah, and you and you whine that shit and mm-hmm. you're like, stop it. Yeah. No, I don't like. I keep it with water so it weighs more. Hundo. Yeah. And then at Universal Studios in LA, will never do, don't ever do. What they do is they take you on this trolley and they leave you. And as soon as you get to the trolley, you get to one part where there's this, this abandoned grass and they're like, oh, wow. The trolley just broke down. Oh, no. The only way for you to get to the other side is to get past all these people and then insert everybody. Like, every all the scary zombies. people there. Zombies, just your ex, just Sally Mae. Everybody's there ready <laughs> to attack. My ex would be there, too. He'd be there. He'd be fucking there. I'd be waiting on the trolley. No, I'll wait for a mechanic. <laughs> I'm not going anywhere. I'm not going there. And it's just it's just wild. Yeah, I don't like scary shit. But yeah, scream back yeah, but Screamer, the clown. We were talking about DJs. Yeah, that was an important digression. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was great. Like I I like I Tommy the Clown, Clown Dancers, like all that is like such a huge part of LA and my upbringing and I love it. And I knew like so many of them. I used to be down out there with Tommy's age. I had like my fake tail and then at the time you make uh uh cereal boxes into backpacks. So that was a thing. And so I would be there with like my cinnamon toast crunch, like there, like ready like bow 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 <laughs> bow bow, bow. I was ready how did that not get carried over to new york at some point it was just a west coast thing wow yeah and even there were people in vegas doing it but there was people in la bringing it to vegas that they're like oh yeah such and such was doing it so i started doing it yeah i wonder if it's because when people leave for like their homes in new york they're like leaving for like a, a 40-day journey and like <laughs> yeah. the cereal box would not hold anything <laughs> oh yeah and we were just like in high school like i had like maybe like the charger for my chirp and like a few oh, notebooks and like chirp. that's it yeah but yeah dj is like uh big boy is like a huge part like i will probably cry not if i get an interview with like oprah or like msnbc but like if i get an interview with big boy like that's like he's my whole like childhood it's happening yeah it's gonna happen yeah he's great so when you moved to new york was there like 
I mean, I'm sure you also like listen to New York uh, music, like hip hop. It doesn't have to yeah. specifically be hip hop, but there is like mm-hmm. a large hip hop presence here. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's birth here. Yeah. yeah, and there's like you know, there's the long time beef and whatever beef, quote unquote. Yeah, and there. I mean, it's there. No, Tupac's dead. Yeah, yeah Tupac's Biggie's dead. dead. He's dead. Like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. exists. It was. It, it was it a exists. kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. 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 You know, I, I don't know if anybody here likes music. You know, if anyone <laughs> listening knows what happened, but yeah, yeah it but is. But L.A. was the birth of like gangster rap yeah. music yeah which so, i love when you moved here was there anything did you feel like you had to listen to more new york hip-hop or no when i first got here i was like everyone's mean and rude and insane and i don't like like the fact that everyone's bitches so i want to be home so bad but i know there's a purpose for me being here so i was like straight up west coast and like anything that gave me solace and like really gospel music like when i'm really down like when i really because i'm a woman of faith mm-hmm. and like i really have a strong connection and relationship with god and i I when I'm really down like that's where I go to Mm -hmm. like I have to like I have a playlist like ready to get me together to like like that's why like I was telling you I wasn't able to really sleep like this week I don't know what the month of September means but September is always a month of like transition for me it's always like I moved here in September when I came here. I came on vacation and never left. And that was September uh, 2013. So I just hit my six-year anniversary last year. Thank you. Last year in September, before I got hired at The Daily Show, I had moved out of my apartment. I was ready to go back to L.A. And I had 67 cents in my account when I interviewed with Trevor to have that job. Like, it's always, like, a huge shift. It's always, like, something happens either with my body, my family, my It's always something. So... Mm. September is just always trying for me. So it's just, yeah. So it was a lot with, it was a lot of gospel music that I had on like this week that like got me together. And also randomly, it's not music, but I found a, I love podcasts and I found a podcast that is a sports show that's based off of a actual HBO show. So it's like the podcast um, sector of the show. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was listening to just uh, football coaches being like, we're not giving dreams. We're giving nightmares. When you get out there in that field, you fuck everybody. And I was like, thank you. I need this. <laughs> yeah. I need, like, I've been listening to that. And, like, just Libby, who is my pastor, who is on Instagram. She is the best in Instagram influencer. She's the only influencer, mm-hmm. in my opinion. And I love her. And there's somebody on SoundCloud who made, like, all of her, like, positive messages and they're like rooted in such like truth and love and they put it like over a like jersey beat and i've been like listening to that too yeah so you listen to gospel music on the on days where it's, it's not sunday and it's just like anything oh any yeah low i got some music and kendrick lamar in constant rotation yeah. but like really like if it's a day where i'm like damn like i'm not really like like it's a it's a bad day like it's it's hard like like i just had like i've been having like recent like conversations with uh with friends that um I have not been the best friend uh right now because I am they're like every time we talk you're telling me about potato salad like every time you text it's like to invite me to a thing that you're doing like you know it's like how I'm doing is never really asked really and I'm and I felt so bad and because it's like you you, you're selfish like I am wrapped up in what I'm doing and like I have like a nine to five and then after I do potato salad so it's like it's great to hear those things because there's always room for improvement and it's just like you know like uh, Bishop T.D. Jake said something I love. He was like, look, I, I'm going to fail at being a husband, a father, and a pastor every week. The goal is not to fail at the same thing every week. Like He was yeah. like, I'm not, I'm so, like, I can, I'm only one person. Like, I'm not, you know. And I'm also reading this book called um, What I Learned Losing a Million Dollars because potato salad is a business and I am an entrepreneur. And it just I learn from people's losses. I feel like there's far more better. Like, tell me what you did and how you fucked up. That's far more. That's way. I think that's way better advice and knowledge versus someone being like, this is how I won. And I did these things. And now I won. It's like, no, I want to know how you fucked up. And one thing that he says in the book is that, you know, most successful people don't take their failures or successes like personally. You know, like, and that's the thing too, like, um, and something like Kendrick Lamar says, I love, um, on, um, 
on all the stars on the Black Panther uh, soundtrack, he said, I want the credit if I'm losing or I'm winning on my mama. That's the realest shit. And I really feel that I'm like, yes, like I want the credit. I'm not going to take it personally. But like if potato salad, if a sketch doesn't slap, that's me. Mm-hmm. You know, if a sketch slaps and it's hilarious and everybody fucking loves it, it's like, OK, yep, that's still me, too. You know, but it's yeah. like, yeah, it's like learning that. And like September has been just like a very like transitional month like learning a lot about myself and realizing like I have worked my ass out have been so laser focused and it has paid off I have gotten a lot but the number one thing that's so important to me is family and friends because at the end of the day like knock on wood if I get sick like the daily show isn't going to hold me and wrap me and pray for me yeah in that hospital room yeah you know? your job is not your f- I think that's a big lesson of adulthood mm-hmm. that your job is not your family but yeah. I actually, so there are two things. I think, yeah, one thing about, you know, wanting credit for the failure and and the success is like that can be translated to a lot of things. It can be translated to to music and to art or any kind of art, acting. Um, those are the only two arts I know. Pottery, mm-hmm. I, anything, science, yeah. uh, the medical field. Mm-hmm. But Hitting a clown h- is Hitting an a clown. Look, and you know, if I fail. Bitch, Van Gogh would have been like, bravo, bitch. <laughs> I'll give you my ear. <laughs> <laughs> But I think because then people know you're you're working towards something and you you put your heart right. and soul into something. But I think it is I find I also agree about learning from other people's mistakes mm-hmm. and I I like to study be, the behavior of everybody around me and mm-hmm. not in like a weird way that I'm like detached, but it's just like they're learning there are lessons everywhere. Yeah. And I think that is a huge thing in music too. It's like there's, I think a lot about relationships and how people treat each other. And I think there's so much of that in music. Mm-hmm. And I like, I don't know if you feel this way, but I, I'm, I haven't had a lot of like romantic experiences. I've had like one long-term relationship. Same. That Just was one. I'm yeah. a serial monogamous. Yeah, I, I'm, I think I'm a, a serial independent, <laughs> which is like not is a it? thing. It's like I had one relationship a while ago and then I've just been on my own and I don't really date that much. But that's like changing Well, lately. that's the same. That's the same for me. Like we were together. Well, I knew him since I was 16 and then we broke up in 2011 and I had like one like we were like dating um, uh, this guy. May he rest in peace. Uh but he uh, got killed last year. But um, yeah, he that was like my first uh, guy that I dated. And he was like from Brooklyn. And like we like kicked it for a minute. And um, we just were like not uh, compatible. Uh, he didn't have the capacity to do certain things, which is fine. That just makes him different and yeah. just not for me. But yeah, I'm just like I, I believe that there is one person there for me. And it's like I I don't. I don't like how people just like get out of a relationship and they just hop their ass and then, I can't be me. <laughs> and I know. And I think that I was just watching like there's this uh, YouTube uh, show called The Middle Ground and they were talking about like polyamorous people versus monogamous people. Like, can we have a middle ground? And I just I, I respect the polyamorous beliefs and everything like that. But for me, like, no, there is one. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's it. And I don't I don't share my Popeyes, so no. why would I share? I don't. I don't like my partner. Yeah. yeah, I. I. I also get jealous, like not in like a sick way, where it's. I don't know. Yeah, I, you're not OJ in these streets. No, I'm. I would. I wouldn't say that I am OJ <laughs> in these streets. I don't think I identify as OJ. Yeah, um, you don't know about you know, OJ. Yeah, which you're more good of a, or bad? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Definitely yeah. a Dahmer. Um, <laughs> That's that's my guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm I, more of a zodiac myself. Oh, Genevieve, wow. what are you? Genevieve. Night Nightcrawler? I don't know. Was he a killer? I don't know. Just maybe a creepy yeah, person. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> but I like, I like when some people aren't property. But I also want to feel like someone belongs to me. In like, I, I don't know. I I don't like when things don't seem genuine. I don't like, and I think these days, like, it's very easy for people to just like live in the moment for like when they feel like they want to pretend they have somebody and well, then the next a, day it's fear of commitment too. yeah it's like yeah it's like, but i can throw this away later i don't really yeah, need it and i, I yeah mm-hmm. and for me like i get so laser focused i mean you see how i am like i don't there's not i mean we both know uh like novi like i like produce shit like with her and like that's it but it's like i can't i'm so like intense and stuff like we do stuff together and i have potato salad but like that i'm i'm so extreme and like i give so much i cannot do that with multiple projects and the same with like relationships like i'm not no like i I don't know how people have the time to like 
juggle or the several money. people or the money oh my god i go on one date and i'm like well i can't go out for another two weeks <laughs> like, yeah it. i just i just i yeah i'm not i'm that's not not my jam and i think too what's so sad now is that i think that polyamory i think has been great to like expose people to like not get into monogamous relationships if they're not monogamous mm-hmm. but i think it's also like i've seen it go the other way where i've seen people that have entered these polyamorous relationships and have been so upset and it didn't work out because mm-hmm. It's like they're settling. They're like, well, this is it. This is life. Everybody's doing this. No one else wants to be monogamous. This is the thing now. So I guess I just have to. And it's like, no, yeah. be patient. Like your partner is there. And it's like you will find them and it will happen. Just like stop looking. Yeah, it has to be. Get off these fucking apps. Ugh, I, I don't trying. do the apps, Alana. I I'm, cannot. And that's, you know, it's I'm <gasps> on them, but. And I, I think they've, they've happened successfully. They do happen. I see like, people and they're yeah. in love and they're great and they're cute and they get their apartments. But I just... I Ultimately, just, they get the the studio and the one bedroom. You so condo, good for them. You gotta. In, the, <laughs> in Harlem. You gotta. Yeah. But I just like, yeah, I just... I think I think sometimes too I think some people are like too busy to where it's like yeah I got all this shit going on and like so yeah the apps work best but like go out there like yeah I like, think that's what and the don't go is. I don't know like I've never been the person like I've never been like all right bitches we're going out we're getting some <laughs> dick like get those tits out I, I want to be that <laughs> That sounds like a pip. That's like, come on, bitches, get those tits out. I We're gonna say go that get to my money. friends, and then at 11 p.m., I'm like, um, so I'm gonna go home. <laughs> yeah, I just have never. It's just like, yeah, you'll meet who you're supposed to meet. Also, yeah. too, like, you want that person to be your friend. Yeah, I need to be I able agree. to sit there, Cheetos in my mouth, sweats on, like no makeup, hair looking a fucking mess, and we can just watch Martin. I think the best relationships come out of friendship. I believe this, and I was say this when i get married to my partner like true love is friendship set on fire mm-hmm. Ooh, i believe beautiful. that i believe that's in a what good, real love, a good way like yeah good no fire. not in a not left like arson. eye arson you know yeah, left yeah. eye yeah oh wait you know <laughs> wait because we both know matt cop yes we were like we both worked together and so we were like pitching jokes and somebody said left eye he was like left eye more like left earth oh, oh my god Matt. <laughs> Wait. i had to say that joke and i don't steal jokes so i give credit where credit uh, yes. is due great job and- matt you're not wrong you're, you're not wrong <laughs> it was so good oh my and goodness cough, cough did and it... i say so many jokes i could never get on the show and it's amazing. i was gonna ask did it also, make the this script is a plug matt cough we love he has an album get it if you love that joke go listen to matt cough's go album. listen to his great um but i think you know to bring it back i think the the beauty in yeah music is that there's so much insight and and everything that like an artist is saying whether it's the performer themselves are like a songwriter like everything is born out of experience but mm-hmm. like i think what i love about music is like the the urgency of the emotions and like yeah i have to get this out because this it, these feelings are like driving me crazy i think so too i think it's like like i think that was uh executed on Sizz's album i yes did not like Sizz's <gasps> album oh at wow first. this is so at first that, listen it was like first of all i'm not a 22 year old insecure ass i'm on the weekend you could fuck them let's get a time sheet you fuck them and then i fuck them and then whoever <laughs> and then like i also fucking your homeboy like i, I just I first of all, I've never been in that space. Insecure, yes. Sad, yes. Like doing too much shit for a nigga who didn't deserve it, yes. But like, I just there was no level of relatability. It took me a year. My mouth is agape. <laughs> I can. It's it took my me, favorite album of all it time. It took me a year, Alana, and then Broken Clock is what got me yeah. into it, and now we stand. And I think I have uh, for the weekend. I think I have about seven different mixes of it oh, on SoundCloud so that good. I love. And it's so The Wave Funk good. Oh yeah, Calvin Harris, amazing. I, but yeah, well, I, we that, need a part two to talk about CTRL. So yeah, you're going to have to I, come back. Yeah, I wasn't, I could not, no I, ma'am. You know, I, I could not get, not that I couldn't get on board with her first project. We're, we're ending soon. I'm really sad. But mm-hmm. um, I couldn't get on board with her first project um, entirely because I felt like it, it wasn't consistent. Mm-hmm. And then CTRL. And I, and, but I was like always intrigued by her. And I was like, I can't wait for SZA's next project. And I think Drew Barrymore dropped first. 
And I was like, okay, I relate to the message in this song. Like just being kind of like a wallflower at a party, watching the person that you like kind of be with somebody else. Like Mm -hmm. that is, and that's not really my experience these days, but as like an early 20 something or like in my teens, definitely. And then CTRL came out and like it spoke to every like feeling I had of being kind of like neglected um, by somebody who I thought really saw me, but then like you find out they don't really see you. Mm -hmm. And just like the kind of like the NUI of being 20 and like not really knowing where you're going in life. Yeah, I guess like those parts, like once I gave it a second chance, then I could relate to that. But it just, that weekend, I just, it just turned me off. I'm like, sis. (laughs) It's not my story. I, 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 and it was just like no yeah. but I stand for TDE like fucking J-Rock oh, yeah. like Abso Schoolboy Q like Isaiah, Isaiah Rashad. Rashad like I and all, they LA like mm-hmm. all day like seeing Kendrick for the first time because also I'm very bougie when it comes to concerts if I have, I will save my money I have to be like because it's I'm going because I care about you and yeah. I want to see you I need to be like on the floor yeah. period if I'm not on the floor I don't go yeah. even when I didn't have money I saved up money to see Bruno Mars like Gorilla Tour like I love him so seeing Kendrick and TDE for the first time in Inglewood like that's the first time I saw yeah. him live I was like I cr- I like screamed especially when King Kuta dropped I was like huh when he was like, I got a bone to pick. I was like, and he had just won the Pulitzer and it said Pulitzer Prize Kenny. <gasps> oh, it was just like, I, uh, it was just, yeah, he's everything. Um, the last thing I, so I I think I was going to ask this earlier. And, and after this, I will ask my final question, even though I don't want this to ever end. Um, <laughs> but do you, can, do you find that like there are other like if it's not explicitly gospel it could still feel like spiritual oh 100 percent. okay kendrick is gospel yeah kendrick is gospel i feel like uh j-rock especially uh uh the song redemption when he says my loyalty is sensitive so please don't cross me Mm -hmm. that's bible yeah (laughs) church like i just got chills (laughs) yeah it's just it's so good and when he even had like diary of a broke nigga like he said like also like you know, R.I.P. to Nipsey. It's plain, right? Oh, wow. Do you guys hear that? That is Big Brother listening. Wow. Oh, my God. I really... Man, I'm so mad at myself. I really wanted to talk about Nipsey. Oh, my God. That's crazy. I literally just said Diary of a Broke Nigga, and literally my phone started playing it on... It's that Big Brother is listening. Thank you, Nipsey. Thank you. Isn't that wild? Oh, my God chills oh my god i was and i you know i wanted to talk about nipsey hustle this episode because you're from yeah. la and nipsey yeah uh nipsey got me into therapy yeah um my brother passed away when i was 15 due to a drunk driver that's why i don't uh drink and um he died so young he was also a crip from like um and also like from la and so nipsey i knew of him because Right around the same time, I found out about Kendrick. But um, one of his uh, closest friends, she's actually spoke at his funeral, Nooney. We went to Dorsey together. We went to high school together. So I would hear his name and hear stuff like that. And you just knew, like, neighborhood Nip. He was just, like, that nigga on the block. And, like, he was really dope. And just, like, when it come to, like, being known in L.A., he was just he was just known, mm-hmm. you know, before he went anywhere else. And I remember when he dropped um, uh, his album and he dropped uh, That's What Hoes Do and he I literally live by that he said I don't get mad at you bitches that's what hoes do like literally that's that's church to me that's bible like when people act a fucking fool when they're jealous when they have a sense of entitlement when they feel like they should have what you have and they've never put the work in it's like I don't get mad at you bitches that's what hoes do like yeah. that's what you're supposed to do mm-hmm. um, but Nipsey it broke the fuck out of me actually uh uh, Novi is the one who told me we were moving that day. She was helping me move. And I just couldn't react. There was nothing in me. I literally was like, what, what? And then it ended up hitting me later and I could not bear it. And um, I started going to therapy because it. I really had never really dealt with the grief of my brother passing mm-hmm. away. And so all of those feelings came to a head and it was uncontrollable. Like my tears were uncontrollable and I was like, I need to go to therapy. So his, his death represents so much the way that send off happened and I well, I spent the whole day his funeral was on a Friday and like it's kind of like slow days for us at work so I literally just watched the whole thing and cried and when yeah. his brother Black Sam went up there like I know what it's like to lose a brother and lose them abruptly and and it's just like how it happened and I mean a part of me got pissed because so many like 
um, people, especially white people that would never venture in those parks are now going over there. They're taking pictures and all this shit for the gram. But then I had to think about like Nipsey literally lived and died on Slauson Avenue. Like he never left. Like Mm -hmm. who could say that? Like, you know, so many of these rappers and for whatever reason and no fault to them, they leave, you know, Nipsey kept building. I remember when Slauson T's first hit, like I had to get one, like just to support the cause and just like, when Nipsey like him like passing away I, I really got upset like people just like taking pictures and everybody's like oh everybody's all Nipsey everybody's Nipsey Nipsey but I'm just like you know what literally Slossing will, uh, Avenue will go down as a monument now yeah. like that's the beauty of it like now people it is good it is like now it's known like nobody was checking for Crenshaw Slossing like when he opened that Fatburger him and YG that was huge for me like I love Fatburger and now like I'm supporting Black Dollars like yeah and it's just like it also is, yeah, it, his his death, like, meant so much for me, and it, it really sparked me, like, dealing with the trauma and um, sadness that comes with losing a sibling and mm-hmm. losing him so abruptly. And also, my brother was incarcerated um, most of my life for a crime he didn't commit, so he was out for a year and then passed away. So even then, when we talk about music, I... Um, found this type of therapy um the name escapes me but it um helps you to like uh, recreate memories that I really want to do it's kind of expensive um because because when my my brother really 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 loved Eminem um and he really loved gangster music gangster rap music so NWA Tupac is how I found out about all of them and then he got into 50 Cent and so um we saw um eight mile right before he passed not uh, like around the time not like the day of or anything so i can't i can't watch that movie and i don't listen to eminem yeah um and even like um air force ones like uh some like uh 50 cent like it gives me those fit like i'm triggered like yeah. i can't really listen to it like if it, like if i go in someone's home and they're playing eight mile i'm just like i'll come back later i don't want to go through the whole spiel as to why i can't yeah. see it yeah. but yeah it was just like yeah so yeah nipsey is he i'm like trying not to cry <laughs> um yeah it's it's so it was a horrible thing and even as somebody not from california i think just mm-hmm. how abruptly it happened and how much like of his own time and money he was trying to put into like bettering the neighborhood. Yeah, I think I think it ha- it like affected me so much because I had like no um like I really didn't have like a blueprint for potato salad. So um so for me it was just kind of like um I remember when he first came out with his album and he charged a hundred dollars for it. So for me that was like damn like wait a minute like we can charge Uh, we can charge what we're worth and like literally I think it affected me so much with Nipsey because we come from the same hood and like I dropped out of um I dropped out of college because I fucking hate school and um you know God bless my parents and my family my upbringing but they like all work like you know like city jobs or like jobs like they they've never like created anything they've never like created a whole fucking lane they've never like created an empire they've never like done that so Mm -hmm. I don't really know where to go or who to talk to or what to ask so I look to my community so Nipsey is such a huge part of even like how potato salad is what it is because I follow his blueprint like if he said he read this book I read that book like the way that even how he engaged with his community like everybody that bought that album for a hundred dollars they have a special list and so he would be like um like Nipsey I'm your biggest fan he'd be like for real what's your name and pull up his google sheet because he'd be like oh because these are the people who paid a hundred dollars you know for my you know like and not to say like oh like you know it was a hundred dollars and i don't think that nipsey would deny someone like being his fan because a hundred dollars is a lot yeah but just even how he did that i'm like damn we can really charge what we're worth that fucking changed yeah. the game for me that opened my eyes so much and just like how he came from nothing like he is so special and um and is like a treasure and i hold dearly and his spirit is everywhere and it like permeates through the city of los angeles and he will be forever missed yeah yeah i think that's really it's really like beautiful to hear you talk about it and to to as somebody who's from this -hmm. city too and like to also hear how his like his message and his um values kind of translated 
back to you and yeah. how you're, you're doing that also in another city. Yeah. Which I think. And I'm going to come back home. Like what he did, like, like I was so sad. And I think his team is amazing, you know, and like respect and like shout out to Lauren and his whole family. Like they are like, oh, I pray for them so much but like the fact that he was bringing those stem programs that made me so excited because my baby brother is from the hood like when he saw that spider-man movie that really changed the game for him because he's mexican and black so he sees the afro latino boy like him that looks like him and is doing all these things like even in a fictional world like that shit is so important so i i know that they'll do that like it'll be great for my brother to be able to like hit the corner and be like yeah i'm going to stem program like they got macbook pcs i'm learning how to build one like i can make an app you know like that's what we need like and yeah. he was for the culture and he was for the future so to see somebody like that also to that like never changed who he was was like he was from fucking slossing in the meetings yeah. with all them white men yeah you know like signing deals shaking hands getting millions of dollars mm -hmm. so that's powerful too for me to see like x like you don't gotta code switch like you can be who the fuck you are and people will rock with you because you're genuine absolutely you know yeah and i uh I, I don't even every time I go home I don't even go over there like I can't it's so hard because my homie um my homie Edwin they got a, a a spot over there um that is a food spot and it's so fucking good and they actually um uh, did the food for potato salad in LA and I just was like it's wild like I can't even like be over there I go to the swap me like I go to the swap me when I go home but like just I gotta take another route yeah um maybe when I go I go back home next week we're going to the Emmy so maybe I'll go that time but it's 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 hard to yeah, yeah. It, grief is it's pervasive in yeah. everything and it can take so much time to to sift through and I'm sorry that we are ending because <laughs> I feel like yes end on a good cry yeah, end you on a good end cry, on a cry. And, and the question is worse to, to tears the question is worse <laughs> than, and no that's the title that's the title yes yes um and uh, we cover it all no it has to be from Kendrick to Katy Perry to titties, to titties, titties yes to tears. Yeah, yeah we're covered and that's usually we we now title it based on the song you choose for this last question but uh -huh. um we're changing it for this episode <laughs> and um I don't mean for this question to sound insensitive but yeah. um what song do you want played at your funeral um I uh I want her name is Keisha Solomon she has to sing it she is one of the most anointed voices ever in life every time she sings she could sing little little red riding hood or mm -hmm. old mcdonald and i would cry um but i want her to sing um uh it's one of my uh oh my god it's escaping me um it's Take one time. of my favorite um uh uh gospel songs and i think this song will be sung not for me but just to encourage the people that are there and um i it it says i don't believe he's brought me this far to leave me i can't think of the title it's like escaping me right now because i'm like my mind is hazy but yes okay. i would love for her to sing that song and i think it it needs songs need to be sung that are encouraging the people that are there um yes and give strength back to them of course yeah that's beautiful i, just, I, I would and i want her to tell them like do not cry like she is good like you know like yeah. Yeah, whenever that time comes and it's whenever it's supposed to happen. And I think the most important thing is I always say that I want to figure out a way to get that tattooed. But uh, my uh, G-pop, he's a pastor. He always talks about, uh, um, sorry, not my G-pop, my uncle, Uncle Gentry. He talks about um, what do you do with the dash? Because the thing is, is like on your tombstone, what's important is not the day you were born mm -hmm. or the day you died. It's about the dash. Yeah, And I think that, another thing with Nipsey he did so much with his dash and I think anybody listening I think that's the most important thing like yes I uh have gotten a small level of success and I'm very appreciative and I'm happy with all the things that I do but like really what did I do with the time that I was here I think is so important yeah I agree yeah Thank you so much for giving us some of your time, X. Yes, this thank was you, the best episode. Oh, thank Come you. back anytime. Okay. The Bop Pod. A podcast for the stance.